Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. All right, all right. What's happening? What's happening? Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, Quinnia here on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is not Tom Brown. This is Bobby Brewer filling in for Tom Brown. And today we're actually going to be talking about movies. So we've got a lot of blockbusters coming out this summer. So we're going to do some uh, previews and even some reviews of some movies that have uh, already kind of, man, came and went. Some that are still out there that you can maybe catch over a July 4th weekend that you might want to check out. And I want to encourage you, if you're anywhere on out and about on Sundays, check out Freak Show Radio. It airs right here on AM 1360 KPXQ at 3 p.m. Uh, and if you haven't found a church yet here in the Valley of the Sun, uh, hey, come hang out with us at North Chapel in Fountain Hills for our service to lead pastor. So, hey, we're going to jump into this. We want to make the most of our time. And I want to encourage you to give us a phone call if you've got questions about any movies. Um, the number is 602-274-1360. Again, that's 602-274-1360. In, in studio today, I have two guests who actually have some background in cinema. <laughs> and so like uh, <laughs> let's start with uh, Matt Hayes. So, Matt, you even have like a Facebook page that's called uh, Real Review. Right, The Real Review. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us a little bit about that real quick. Uh, yeah, funny story. Uh, last year I got laid off from work, and this is uh, oh, wow. something I wanted to do for a long time, and that actually provided the opportunity and time to set that up where I would share <laughs> my love for film, go see movies, and uh, – tell you what I thought about them. That's basically. a good incentive right there. Exactly. And you've uh, been in a few movies as well, in addition to Price is Right. Right. <laughs> so I'm not kidding. Matt Hay actually was on The Price is Right. You want a brand you new want car. You want a car. Yeah, I want a car on The Price is Right. Super fun and crazy. Don't remember a single moment of what happened. I have to actually watch a video <laughs> yeah. to uh, understand what happened. But, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, um, did some. I was an extra in uh, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay 2. Um, that was cool. And yeah. That's fun. How long did it take take to film your scene? Uh, Four days. (laughs) If you count the day that we got rained out, it was was in Atlanta and definitely rainy. Now, Joel, also, you are in, uh, we have Joel Cunningham with us as well. So, Joel, you Mm -hmm. as well, you've, uh, well, actually, you just, are you able to talk about what's happened recently or? Um, A little bit. I I mean, I've got a script right now that's going through pilot kind of season and we're producing it. We're working on it, a kid show and. That's been pretty awesome. But I've been working in the field kind of with my studio and doing things in film related. I've been acting a lot of my life and as well as Matt and yeah, awesome. um, doing that for about, oh, man, my whole life. But doing, you know, studio production work for about five years uh, with my own company. So, But I mostly I just really love film. I love cinema. Um, you know, similar to Matt, I, I, it was something as a kid that when I grew up, I always thought, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And I just enjoyed the spectacle of it and, right, yeah. and the emotion that it elicited and some memories tied to, you know, my summers watching, you know, The Sandlot with my sister and stuff like that. So, Very cool. Yeah. So, well, hey, you know what? There's, there have, there's been a number of movies that have already come and went mm-hmm. very quickly. So can you uh, refresh my memory on some of the ones that uh, – like? Alice in the Looking Glass. Yeah. <laughs> that came and went, and yeah. I don't know if it's it's worth you know remembering. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, 
uh, I didn't personally see it, but I, I know a lot of people that did that were telling me to avoid it. So. Okay. Well, cool. We're going to be talking about movies for the rest of the hour, and um, I'm even going to talk to you about where do we draw the line in movies? You know, say something like uh, witchcraft and Harry Potter. You know, where do you draw the line, you know, with kids and so forth? But anyways, we'll be right back. This is Bobby Brewer. You are listening to Koinia here on AM 1360 KPXQ. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Quinnia here on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Bobby Brewer, filling in for Tom Brown, and today we are talking about movies. I've got in studio with me Matt Hay and also Joel Cunningham. You know, before we go any further, what movie are you looking forward to the most <laughs> for this summer? You know, you know what? I'll take it for the rest of the year, up through December. What movie are you looking forward to the most? Ooh. It's like, hey, you know what? I'd be willing to stand in line for this. I might even, you know, go buy my tickets ahead of time. It's a wow. great question. End of the year. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm super pumped about uh, Rogue One. I think that'll be. What's the plot mm. of Rogue One? It's the rebels. They're going to steal the uh, plans of the Death Star, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's totally gonna be awesome. I, and I think it's gonna be awesome. But that's what I'm most looking forward to. Summer. Yeah. Summer probably the Suicide Squad. Okay. Now tell us about the Suicide Squad. Uh, group of uh, villains thrown together by good guys. To uh, I don't know the plot's unclear, but they're tasked to go stop even more, mm. yeah, devious bad guys. I guess <laughs> yeah, so bad no. guys. Are, it's like fire with fire. Sort right, of thing. right. Yeah. yeah. So the Suicide Squad actually uh, first appeared in DC Comics, and they function as how can you say it a very unorthodox release program. <laughs> right. Uh, so they it's basically they're super villains who you know execute these dangerous black ops. Type of missions, and it's got uh, dead shots. Can be played by Will Smith. He's an expert marksman. You've got a young Joker, yeah, right in it. And yeah. uh, I mean, can anyone surpass uh, the Joker that came out of the yeah. Dark Knight series? I mean, I don't it's a- know. I mean, my personal see, I they're different. They're all a little bit different in their own way. I think Jack Nicholson's Joker was perfect for the time and the film that he was in. Because if you put Heath Ledger's Joker in Jack Nicholson's movie then he wouldn't have fit, you know? Right. So I think in a way they are perfect, but I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm saying, you know, for this movie, he's really done his homework. He's really gone far into his character to really make that <laughs> Joker what it needs to be. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I think that uh, I think that if it's different enough, it'll totally work. Uh, from what I see in the previews, the trailers, it looks... It looks different enough to stand on its own as his rendition of yeah. the Joker. Yeah. It's also it's got a Harley character called Harley Quinn, which yeah. is you know play on words Harley Quinn. And now again in the comics, so I've been reading DC comics since I was like six years old. So <laughs> she was a psychiatrist who was trying to counsel the Joker, but she yeah. ends up you know well how can you say it? She ends up losing her mind <laughs> in the process yeah. and becomes you know obsessed with uh, the Joker. And it's actually in in the comic book she's doing pretty well. Her comic sells. 
as far as female characters goes, right up mm-hmm. there with you know Batgirl and Wonder Woman, even though she's a villain, which is kind of interesting to me because that, to me this is a reflection of postmodern culture yeah, where right. now the bad guys are the good guys. Mm-hmm. You know, the so, yeah, is that a concern yeah. to either one of you or? I think for me, it is in the sense that I, it's difficult when people begin relating with the bad guys better than the good guys, and we start trying to say that, oh, well, the good guys, you know, they have their reasons for. T-. And it is important to understand sort of the mindset of somebody that maybe is coming from a very bad place, and there might be some reasons why maybe the environment they grew up in caused them to act a certain way. But you know, people do need to be held accountable for their actions as well. Um, I just wouldn't want to slip too far down the slope of saying that. Well, you know, they're not that bad. There's probably reasons <laughs> right, you know, right. for something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I think that one thing that we're seeing a lot of today is is somewhat of a fatigue in a traditional kind of storytelling mode. And so yeah. people are trying different things to kind of be out of the box, tell a little bit of a different story. Oh, OK. So this movie is about bad guys. OK. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's maybe more okay. what it is. Yeah, they're trying to add, and I and I appreciate, I agree with what you're saying totally. I think they're trying to add complexity some, to some of their characters. You know, they're trying to give sort of the reason behind, you know, they're evil for a reason. You know, one of the reasons Darth Vader is such an iconic bad guy is because, you know, he ended up having a heart. He ended up being somebody that was rede- redeemed. But at the same time, the Emperor was also a very awesome bad guy, and he was just... A really bad bad guy. Right, right. About Star okay. Wars here, so. Yeah, let's talk about Independence Day because originally I was going to take my wife to go see Independence Day, <laughs> and uh, then upon uh, actually happened to talk with Matt. Yeah, and uh, he <laughs> saved me from dragging Kristen to see another sci-fi flop apparently right. and uh, that means which means i don't have to watch notebook again or <laughs> go to the next romantic yeah, that's comedy a great one. but you know the original one was fantastic i was so yeah. looking forward to it you know i mean the original one had will smith and jeff goldblum and um the guy from star trek next generation brent spiner so to speak. Yep, yep. Uh, who you know played kind of like the crazy area 51 mad yep. scientist dr oaken yep there you go yep. and uh they were able to use <laughs> a you know a crashed spaceship that they had you know hidden away secreted away at area 51 to go back to the mothership and download a virus you know (laughs) so anyways long story short i was actually looking forward to this one because that came out in 1996 but tell me because you actually saw it tell me why it wasn't that great of a movie okay so to start off the original film uh, super fun. I saw it a couple of times in the theater. I uh, saw it with my my. You will not go quietly <laughs> into the night. One of the most iconic speeches in movie yes, history. Yes. Yeah. There's an interesting Other story than George behind Patton. That. By the way, yeah. the reason why they put that line in there that it's our Independence Day is because the studios supposedly did not want to go with the name Independence Day. Really? So they put that line in there supposedly just to force the studio to make it called Independence Day. Wow. Why not? Why didn't they like Independence Day? They just thought it was a name that really segmented the basically the American audience and that other audiences wouldn't get it because we're American. We have an Independence Day. Right, right. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's totally fine. (laughs) I didn't know that because that is interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Uh, politics. So, um, no, the, so the original one was fun. Uh, looking back and watching, I still like the movie a lot. It's very corny, very cheesy, but it's fun. And you care for all the characters in the movie. This new one, it's, it's not fun and you don't care for the characters in the movie because there's like a hundred characters. I think that's where this movie falters is that there's a bunch of different characters. They all have to share an, you know, X amount of screen time and they don't give you time to kind of attach yourself to them. And some of them, they just bring back to, you know, 
you know, get rid of right away. So it's like, what, what is, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think the only movie to this day that I really liked it had a whole, you know, like a, just a plethora, plethora rather, of <laughs> Hollywood celebrities was uh, Mars Attacks. I don't know if you ever saw oh, that. Oh, that was Gosh. great. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Cheesy, funny, awful. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you have to have the right mindset to see Mars Attacks. Yeah. Right. And that was more, uh, much more of a straight up comedy, yeah. I would say, but it's a funny one. What have um, you heard about Tarzan? So again, this is like one of my favorites as a kid. You know, believe it or not, I'm not this old, but Tarzan came out like in 1912. Like my grandma, my grandparents yeah. read, I mean, the original wow. novel that is, you know, it's been around for over a hundred years and, you know, I saw it as a comic. And, you know, of course it's the story about the boy, you know, raised in the African jungle, you know, by, you know, apes, and then he later experienced a civilization, which he ends up rejecting, and then he returns mm-hmm. back to the wild. But have you, based upon the previews, have you heard any inside scoop about Tarzan? I think, uh, to me, I, I haven't seen it yet. I know, you know, my girlfriend's very excited to see it. Uh, I'll probably go see it as well. I, I'm, I haven't read too much about it. I think with a lot of those Disney remakes, I kind of know what I'm going to get when I'm going into it, so I don't really need to do a lot of research and reading up on it. But for the most part, I have really been enjoying sort of these live-action remakes that they've been doing. I think they've been right. successful. My my biggest only concern would be that eventually they would get to the point where they're starting to maybe change a lot of the stuff that was from the original story, which I personally don't care for. Yeah, yeah. Um, early uh, early word is that it's, it's uh, very subpar. Um, to mediocre at best and I know, kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure. Cause here's one of the things I remember talking to you about this before I, I was like, Oh, okay. So I didn't know what it was when I first saw the trailer. And then I was like, Oh, this is a Tarzan. This kind of looks good. You know, I, mm. I might want to do this cause See, trailers men always look so good. I know. Yeah. And that, that in itself, yeah. well, it's a, <laughs> deception. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes they can fail. I mean, we can talk about Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Joel, what about you? What movie are you looking forward to the most? Oh, um, well, I'm definitely looking to Rogue, Rogue Squadron. I think that could be a, a really awesome one. Or Rogue One. Or Rogue, Rogue One. Sorry, Rogue not one, yeah. Rogue Squadron. Rogue One. Thinking of the video game. <laughs> um, the other one I'm actually pretty excited about is the new Harry Potter movie. Uh, they're coming out with um, Beasts. Fantastic Beasts and Fantastic Where to Find Them. Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of sort of the Harry Potter series, and I think they did, for the most part, generally a very good job with the films. Yeah, now, the in the, in the past, back. people have presumed that you were a part of the cast, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have had a few people think that I look like Harry Potter. I'm not going to lie. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's one of the things that we do want to talk about today is, you know, what is your take on, you know, for both of you, why is Harry Potter so popular? And, uh, you know, I'm going to direct this second part more to you, Matt. Um, you know, do you consider this to be just taken only as like a kid's uh, fairy tale, nothing more? Or do you consider it to be a, a hidden, blatant, a hidden and or a blatant attempt of uh, propagating Wicca? And witchcraft. I I don't personally see it that way. And that's kind of the, and I was mentioning this earlier, kind of the uh, subjectiveness of film. You know, you could have a completely different, you know, opinion from me, and that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. But I don't see it as that. I think that they're successful because it's, it's good storytelling and it's fun. Yeah. And, and if it's a good story and it's fun, you know, you're going to get, you know, a lot of people liking it. And I think that's really what it boils down to, regardless of, of the content. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's this hidden thing to be, you know, to deceive people <laughs> into, to make them get into that, you know? Yeah. No, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I've seen a few interviews with the author and she doesn't claim to you know, be a witch or have any, you know, occultic ties. Um, you know, I have had some parents over the years express to me that, you know, I'm talking about children that are 12, 
and or you know younger who are so impressionable that then they want to seek out dabbling mm-hmm. in you know magic and you know the, well witchcraft right you know yeah. which we all know the Bible both Old Testament and New Testament neither testaments have anything good to say about witchcraft and so do you ever um, do you ever like explain that kind of stuff or do you talk to that type of you know do you address those topics with your kids or what are your thoughts on that not yet my kids are really young uh, three one one that's one's five one's three the other one's like nine months old and so no and and I think uh, when it comes to that stuff it depends on your kids like mm. age and your own gauge of kind of where they're at with that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean when they're older and when that becomes more part of it, then that's when discussions need to ha- happen, you know, but uh, I haven't really had that kind of discussion yet. Yeah. I think mm. wherever you're at in life, it's one you have to use discernment for. Yeah. And uh, you know, we always want to be careful. We don't cause a weaker brother or sister to send, like, you know, as, as ridiculous as it's going to sound to most people, I remember running a uh, Harvest Festival-type outreach at Scottsdale Bible Church, and a, a person couldn't serve as one of my volunteers because he came out of uh, witchcraft. Mm, wow. Because it's just too, to me, you know, it's like the meat offered to idols. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Paul, of course, gave those instructions about warnings about meat offered to idols, which I might touch on when we come back. But when we do come back, I want to talk to you about your biggest disappointment with movies so far in 2016. What was the biggest letdown to you? So we're going to take a break. This is Bobby Brewer. You're listening to Koinia here on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. Thanks for sticking around, hanging out with us today. I hope you're staying cool wherever you're at. And uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Koinia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Bobby Brewer filling in for Tom Brown today. And uh, today we are talking about movies and film and uh, have with us Matt Hay and Joel Cunningham. And by the way, if you um, want to call in with a question, uh, give us a call at 602-274-1360. Again, that's 602-274-1360 promise you it's very easy also on sundays you can check out freak show radio with my friend mario Tenzu and i we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff that's sundays three o'clock right here on am 1360 kpxq and finally last plug if you're looking for a church you're new to the valley haven't found a place to connect to yet i want to invite you to come hang out with me on sundays at 9 30 in fountain hills at North Chapel, we're working our way through the Book of Nehemiah this summer. It's just simply, it's just church done simply. It's just worship, teach straight out of the Bible, fellowship, and evangelism. So, uh, love to have you hang out with us sometime. <laughs> hey, we are talking about movies. I want to, before I move on, I want to talk about meat offered to idols real quick. And so, it's, it comes out of First Corinthians chapter eight. It's a really interesting passage because I think it's something that we need to at least be mindful of. And meat offered to idols, basically back in the day in Corinth, which was, uh, you know, had no Christian history, no Christian culture, uh, they would offer meat to idols. That is how you would worship uh, the false gods. 
Now, there was no refrigeration, so guess what happened to this meat? Well, the priest would eat it, and then what was ever left over, you basically had like a Dollar Tree sell on filet mignons. <laughs> and so there was a couple of ways of looking at this. Some people were like, no, nah, I can't touch that with a 10-foot pole. It's been offered to a false idol. Other people were like, you know what, I need to feed my family, and those idols don't even exist. You know, they're the ones who are the dummies, and dude, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of Dollar Tree. Today, you know, so that was the type of the mentality. So, you know, we're all wired a little different. Now, there was one other aspect as uh, temples had prostitutes that hung out. So the, Paul was teaching that for some people to go back even into that environment, it would just be too tempting. Mm. Whereas others, they wouldn't think twice about it. Okay, so uh, for me, I can walk into, you know, something like a microbrewery. I'm not tempted to, you know, get drunk. Uh, I can even go in one and just have a burger and, you know, an iced tea. But other people, that's a little different story. So we always want to be mindful of people and their backgrounds of where they're at. Mm -hmm. Paul, of course, likewise, in Acts chapter 17, he quotes from poets, uh, non-Christian poets, Greek poets. So I have a feeling that Paul, if he were alive today, he would most likely would have been familiar with the blockbusters. And he likewise would have used uh, movie illustrations in his messages, they were in some ways they were the you know parables, if you yeah, will, right, yeah. of their day. Jesus, of course, you know, taught parables you know from a very different angle. But um, I, you know, in Acts chapter seventeen, he was even able to use the statue to the unknown god as a segue for presenting the gospel. Mm. And I think uh, movies can be great conversation starters, uh, great ways to introduce uh, your own beliefs yeah. as well. You know, so often, you know, when people ask, "What'd you do over the weekend?" I'll reference a movie, and of course, with me, it's kind of easy because of what I do for a living. But went to church, yeah, you know. So, um, what? Uh, any comments on that or thoughts? Well, I think that's great. I think, and it's a balancing act. Obviously, you know, the Bible talks about not causing your brother to stumble. So, I mean, if you're, if you know somebody's, you know, to use your drinking metaphor, if you know somebody's struggling with this potential alcohol issue and you don't go encourage them to go see a movie that's all about drinking you know what i mean so it's a balance act and you just trust god because he doesn't say don't go see harry potter in the bible so you trust (laughs) that he's going to lead you to do what's right and and convicting but yeah yeah hey what what has what movie has been your biggest disappointment so far in 2016 biggest letdown um yeah for me oh yeah, for me, it's got to be Independence Day resurgence. Wow. Super bummed about that. Wow, okay. so many good childhood memories. Just I felt like just just went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I still have the original though. That's what I'll hold on to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Okay. Um, for me, it would actually be Batman vs Superman. Man, come um, on! I was really <laughs> looking for the movie mainly because I was actually in San Diego Comic Con when they announced that film, and it was just like awesome with the way they did it, and everybody was freaking out, and so I wasn't expecting it to be. Amazing. I wasn't expecting it to be like an A plus movie, but I was expecting at least like a B. And to me, it came out like a solid C. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Now, what, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you my theory as to why it was a C. And it's yeah. just, uh, man, see, this is my favorite too. I've been reading Green Lantern since I was seven. Yeah. And they just try to squeeze too much into one Absolutely, movie. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I feel like they did it with Batman versus Superman. So you just try to put way too much in. If <laughs> right. you would uh, yeah. just kept it simple, like, like, well, Dark Knight. Yeah, and th- th- there was never er- any explanation in the first movie as to who Rosal Ghoul was, or you know, you just hey, figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and just kept a simple, yeah. believable storyline. But I feel like they just try to put too much in, and and also, unfortunately, I'm going to say I think they tried to use it as a way to promote upcoming films. Like, really, we could have, I mean, right. hey, I like Wonder Woman, but we really didn't need Wonder Woman. 
no. that movie. Not I mean, really. uh, but yeah, I, I right. thought she was good. You know, it's not sure. about sexist or anything. I mean, I'll go see Wonder Woman when it comes out, but it was just too much of a storyline. Yeah, exactly. And actually, um, they're they're too releasing... convoluted of a storyline. Yeah, sorry. and they're no, it's totally fine. And they're releasing the ultimate edition, which is actually thirty minutes longer, three <laughs> hours, wow. uh, director's cut. Um, the reviews on that have been that it actually makes it a mo- more coherent in uh, film and a better uh, flow throughout the story. Interesting. It doesn't it doesn't fix some of the script issues, but yeah. um, it's it's better film if you have like three hours to sit yeah, down. Yeah, right? absolutely. But uh, no, that's that's the word on that. I totally agree. It's too much going on, and they I maybe focused way too much on setting up this DC yeah. Aquaman right? and Flash. I mean, and now to someone like me who's a lifelong reader. That's a comics. Like, oh man, what was Flash? Oh, well, I was that? And, you know, my, my, again, my wife. Yeah. Like, Who was that? What was that all about? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, I'll explain later. I would dare say as well, Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor, just that did not add up for me. I, I felt like he was really reaching for it with the whole character of being this kind of weird, it's more jokery joker. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Lex Luthor to me has always been much more of a so, conniving businessman. Businessman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, schemer. And he, he had a little bit, he was doing more of that, like, Tech Valley intelligent guy that went a little psycho, and I just it right. didn't it didn't resonate right. with, so me, if, with other issues that you mentioned as well. So Independence Day, and I think you and I are on board with mm-hmm. yeah Batman. I mean, I, I would still give it like a C or yeah. maybe three stars. But yeah, I was well, just I had higher expectations. Sure. That's my second. That's my second disappointing wow. movie. <laughs> okay, well I'm probably not going to see it. I'll just wait till it comes out on DVD or something because I really love Independence Day as well. That yeah. it's disappointing. Some people so, like it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some yeah. <laughs> did. Uh, what movie has surprised you the most? Meaning that uh, you, you didn't have high expectations going in, but you came out telling people, "Man, you need to go mm-hmm. see this movie." Um, for me, uh, I really, really like, um, like suspense thrillers, just something about like, you don't know what's happening and everything's super tense. I really yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. Um, a couple of films come to mind. The first one, uh, being one I really loved was 10 Cloverfield Lane that yeah. came out in March. That was a good one. Now give us the plot on that. What's it about? You can't dive too much into the plot without giving it away, but yeah, this, you yeah, this, no, he's this, in a bunker. This late. Yeah. So this lady wakes up, uh, from a car crash in a bunker and there's a guy there that, um, that rescued her, mm-hmm. and um, you don't really know his intentions or what's really happening. You yeah. know, you know, he says, you know, that the world's ended, but then another other person's like, you know, maybe it isn't. You know, it's just one of those things where you're like, what is happening? And <laughs> it's then, questionable circumstances right. around all of this stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, other than that, I just saw The Shallows the other night, and I was actually very surprised. That's the one with Blake Lively right. and, the, uh, and the shark, yeah, the which shark. is based on a true story where uh, that really happened. It was actually a guy That's uh, crazy. rather than a female. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even know that. I thought it was just some something that someone made up. <laughs> wow, no. was it you know a stretch or was it pretty close to the actual story? Uh, I just remember seeing the article in Surfer Magazine it was talking about they were going to do a movie on it. I didn't. Wow. Well, at the time, I didn't know it was going to be Blake Lively, yeah, the character because you know, it was a guy. <laughs> but uh, it was entertaining. So. Yeah. Um, very suspenseful, very entertaining. The the shark was definitely uncharacteristically like super genius, but um, <laughs> other than that, the Jaws level, yeah, genius, right, yeah, right. But it was, but it was, it was entertaining for sure. Okay. Oh, wow. What about you, Joel? What movie did you go see that uh, did, you didn't have high expectations for it, but you came out saying, you know what, people need to go see this movie? You know what, I'm going to actually go with Ten Cloverfield Lane as well. It was a really good hit for me, and I was not expecting it. It's a a first time director, you know, making his very first movie, and I actually was. Really disappointed with the original Cloverfield. Um, I thought the intention was cool, but it just the plot was blah and the characters were blah. And, but um, 
as well as the cinematography with the camera just right. bouncing all over the place. It was really hard to handle. Um, but that one was really surprisingly good to me. Um, I would definitely – I will say don't go in with it with a lot of expectations. Just kind of be realistic about it. Know that it's a director's first movie. But for the most part, it would, it just nailed it. Yeah. Okay. Now, there, there have been some movies that it came and went pretty quick. Yeah. We talked about that at the beginning. Okay, so some yeah. of them were uh, uh, Alistair Alice. Looking Glass. Did, you, yeah. did any of you either see that? Or? No, okay. missed that one. All right. I was out of the country, but I don't I, think I, I would have been. I was warned to stay it. away. Uh, I heard, <laughs> what about, has, has, did X-Men Apocalypse come and go? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's that seems wow. to be a divisive movie. I have a, I thought it was a lot better than the critics gave it credit for. Same here. Yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. I really liked it as well. Awesome. High five. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the the only gripe was I wanted more kind of was my feeling. I felt like right. they took a huge a plot that could have stretched into like two or three movies and compressed it down into like, okay, and he's been defeated. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was a lot better than critics gave it credit for. And, Are the uh, critics normally right in your opinion? Like nine times out of ten? Yeah. or I mean, if they give something like a, a two-star... You know, I mean, do you well, majority of the time. So I would say maybe six to seven times. I mean, so who are these critics? Is it a collection of people, or is it? Yeah, there's yeah. Metacritic scores. I, the reason for me, and you probably have your own, you're reviewing films, so right. <laughs> um, there's a language of cinema that is innate into if you're somebody that's high enough up to actually be making films. Usually, you understand at least a bit of the language of cinema. You understand how to present things and edit, and you know. And reviewers are people that study that. They understand the language of cinema. They understand the culture of cinema. They're more in touch with that. It's like art. Yeah, it'd be like in my circles with um, book critics. Right. And so it's the same reason like somebody would look at a Thomas Kincaid painting and say, that's beautiful. But an art critic might look at that and go, oh, that's cheap. It's boring. It's, you know, it's thrown together. It's the same thing for me with movies. Sometimes a movie can be extremely entertaining but a critic is going to look at it and go like, well, there's no direction. There's like, it doesn't have a language. It doesn't speak to me. They're looking for different things. And sometimes movies can sort of transcend that. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know you've got a real, really, really good movie is when okay. both critics and yeah, people absolutely. align. Speaking of good movies, um, believe it or not, for about a year I worked with the actor Stephen Baldwin. Nice. Uh, we oh, were trying right. to uh, – uh, well, we did. We started a, an extreme sports ministry. And uh, Stephen was gone a lot, of course. Now he you know. Uh, he would be something like, hey, I'm going to Bulgaria to film a movie for Sci-Fi Channel. See you in six months. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, I remember being in circles I never had been in before. You know, such as uh, you know having lunch with screenwriters and producers. So, but I really learned a lot. And mm-hmm. one of the things I learned was that there's some things that will make a movie a great movie even 10, 15 years from now that we'll yeah. still watch. And yeah. I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. When we come back, what movies are being made now that maybe people will still be watching yeah. 20 years from now? But right now, it's time to take a break. This is Bobby Brewer. You're listening to Quinnia here on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more. Also, back when we were working with Stephen Baldwin, we filmed a pilot uh, for VH1. Uh, the name of the reality show was going to be called Brother Baldwin, but we got beat out by Strange Love. 
So anyways, but I remember uh anyways hanging out with some producer like Steven would go see a movie. Like I remember we actually went to go see Poseidon just cause the sound effects guy. Because mm. hey, I heard this guy's supposed to be like an up and coming yeah. sound effects guy. It's like, you know, so so he would go see movies for totally different reasons and yeah. uh Oh man, we went to go see the movie that had his brother in it that came out about that time. I wish I could remember the name. It had Leon DiCaprio in it. It's about this uh, conspiracy theory, well, not conspiracy, but corruptness in a police department mm. up in Providence, Rhode Island. What was the name of that? Uh, it's like a one. That was it. Yeah, there you go. Departed. Yeah. So, uh, so it was pretty cool. But, anyways, uh, good work, man. Thank you, sir. So <laughs> I remember him telling me, uh, this producer telling me, he goes, What makes a good story is one, you have to like the character. The main character has to be likable and have virtue. And then his goal, whatever he's trying to accomplish, it has to be a worthy goal that he's willing to persevere for. Yeah. And he said, if you'll notice, most movies, plan A never works. Yeah. But because the character believes in the goal so much, they're willing to try a plan B. And he's kind of said, this is what really makes a great movie. You know, it has to yeah. be a story that's worth repeating. And I was yeah. like, huh, that's actually pretty, in- pretty simple, but pretty interesting. So what do you feel are some movies that are maybe have come out in the past five years that would be considered a great movie 10 to 15 years from now. Anything come to mind? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, maybe Star Wars. Um, it, They'll probably be – you're probably right, actually. They'll, episode 7. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we'll, people will still be renting in some form yeah. of technology yeah. 20 years from now. Right. And so characters, too, like you're saying. I think they kind of hit it off with the, mm. with the characters. I mean – yeah. I think to me, we, it sort of brings up a bigger question or a bigger issue, which is, you know, we sort of live in a film culture now that everything sequels and remakes and restarts and reboots. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But we're there's a lot less sort of originality that people are trying to work into scripts and work into films. And you still do have those breakout type films, you know, that piece of the Southern Wild and things like that that, you know, will usually do really well with critics and maybe win awards. And those are the kind of movies that will probably continue on with, you know, at least the artistic side of cinema. But a lot of it is that our culture these days kind of just really sees it as a form of entertainment. They're not always looking at it as I want this really deep message um, from my film. They really just want to see something that entertains them that kind of – and you can even see that with the way that we edit films now and it's a much quicker, faster pace. We don't spend time developing characters and stories and as long as it's relatable – I mean you look at the popularity of Avatar and the reason why I think that movie was so successful is because it hit almost like all of the key things that people are looking for. And it's not that it's a bad movie but you know, it's got a character that's interesting and relatable that's on this hero's journey – um, there's love involved with it. There's action involved in it. Um, it's got really cool spectacle and feel. But I can't necessarily necessarily say when I came out of that movie, I had like this deeper sense of meaning and purpose right. and what my life's all about or right. anything like yeah. that. But that's kind of symbolic, I think, of where we're at. I think we all have some movies that maybe they won't be considered classics, but uh, they're classic to us. You know, for mm-hmm. me. Uh, Back to the Future, uh, reason being is because it was the first movie I ever saw as a Christian. Yeah. And I remember being a new believer, seeing it with, you know, fellow Christians. And I, plus, it was a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I love time travel stuff. Anything that's time travel, the way you like apocalyptic yeah. type <laughs> movies, I like anything that has to do with time travel, I'm in. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm going to take the bait. But I think just because of where I was at, you know, at that particular time in life, it brings back a lot of emotions, and uh, just mentally, I kind of go back to where I was at, being like a, a brand new believer. So, Matt, any thoughts for you about 
any movies that have come out recently that may be a classic 15, 20 years aside from Star Wars? That, that is tough. Um, I know, I know what's going to be thing. What, what's going to be something that I'll remember. Yeah. Um, I can't say for general. I know, um, and I really liked it. I actually just rewatched it recently. Um, the Martian. I actually liked it a lot better the second oh, time good. as yeah. well. Um, I feel like it's such, you know, it's this pretty straightforward story. Um, there's not a lot of really complicated storytelling elements, um, but. Um, that movie, I think, will will be something like, well, you know, that was that was really well done. People will look back and be like, oh, it's it's good, it's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for something that will, you know, stand that test of time, like for me, uh, like the original Indiana Jones trilogy, oh, yeah. uh, the whole well, one and two of Back to the Future, those are the ones I really like the most. Um, uh, you know, Star Wars again as a kid watching a lot, I, uh, just that kind of stuff. Um, it's hard to find some of that because those were those were very original for the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Hey, so speaking of Indiana Jones, so maybe you can verify this for me. But I heard like an internet rumor that you know now that it's owned by Disney, that they're going to treat it basically like the James Bond movies, meaning they're just going to find another character other than Harrison Ford to be Indiana Jones. But they want to continue this. Do you know anything about that? Or is that true, false, or rumor? That's or? that's false. They're not going to do that. Um, no, Steven Spielberg has actually come out. And said, "No, we're uh, you know Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones, and mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna do. They're actually they're getting ready to film another one. So once uh, he retires, it's officially right. The end they of that storyline. Well, done. they could potentially prequel, do something else with it, and where he could pass off the baton to somebody else. You know that kind of a thing. But as from from what I could tell in the interviews with him, no, <laughs> that's not the that's not what they're <laughs> shooting for. Who's so. supposed to be the next James Bond? By the way, do we know? They haven't released it yet. It's between, as far as I know, it's yeah. between uh, Tom Hiddleston mm-hmm. and Idris Elba." Yep. Which I okay. think would be cool. So that's what right. I heard too. Yeah, this last series was my favorite, especially Casino Royale, because it was believable. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it wasn't about all the secret gadgets and that was my evil villains. Craig's the weird thing was, it, for me, the movies went great, not great, great, not great. So it was kind of like they went back and forth. The middle one, they or at least the second one, they had the excuse of the writers' mm-hmm. strike, which kind of took supposedly the whole ending of the movie and threw it away. Right. Um, they wrote it on the spot or something like that, and then the last movie. I, I was loving how they were slowly getting into this more kind of real James Bond. We were getting some understanding of his childhood and kind of his yeah. history and maybe why he's into womanizing and he's okay with just killing people, you know. But then with this last movie, it really just seemed like they took a lot of the tropes that had kind of been yeah. common to the older, more cheesy films and kind of tried to put them back in. And it just didn't fit for me. <laughs> it just didn't relate because I'm like, I'm used to real James Bond. And now you're trying to go back to like gadgets and lasers and right. pokey things. and Inspect yeah. gadget. Yeah, exactly. So, so. Um, Hey, before we run out of time here, uh, don't forget to check out Freak Show Radio on Sundays at uh, 3 p.m. to 3.30 right here on AM 1360 KPXQ. But I want to ask you about three movies, uh, Finding Dory, mm-hmm. Jungle Book, and also Ghostbusters. So tell me, Wow. What you know. <laughs> wow. About just those turning, three. Yeah, right? Do you want to start off on that? Go ahead. Yeah, should I start at the end with Ghostbusters? Yeah, tell me what you that. know about it. I'm, I'm just going to – that's that's my phrase is just keep swimming because, man, swimming. They are, uh, they're facing off against it right now. I obviously haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Um, I did see the trailer, and on, I, I will say I will be very blunt. I, I mean I love the original – like the first two Ghostbusters are some of my favorites of all time. Um. I understand nowadays when they remake a movie, they're going to change things. They're going to change characters. They're going to obviously change, you know, guys and girls and things like that. I'm totally okay with that. But when you lose the spirit and the heart of something that, like the original Ghostbusters, really 
was amazing and was something that connected with people and it was relatable but fun. Um, that's when I, I have an issue. And so I, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. I'll probably see it. But from the preview, it just really looked like they kind of just took the more modern approach of trying to make it fun and right. silly but, you know, not really like a solid movie. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I, I have kind of the same vibes. I actually think it's kind of cool they're redoing it with an all-female cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but the previews and the trailers, all, everything that's been released all looks like some really like elaborate yeah. uh, SNL sketch. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't feel anything like that. The first trailer that came out too made it seem like it was a continuation of the story. Like yeah. they said, you know, years ago, you know, there were <laughs> Ghostbusters or whatever. Yeah. And that's not the case. It actually doesn't exist in that same right. universe. Complete um, remake. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, after that confusion and then these trailers, it's actually the most disliked trailer ever on YouTube. <laughs> I heard that. YouTube history. Crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. I, and I think it's that. I mean, I, the, all the comedy punches, I don't know if they're holding it back, maybe. Paul Feig does that with his movies mm-hmm. uh, t- typically. But um, – but, the, what they showed in the trailer wasn't wasn't really working yeah. well. I don't think. I think so. Yeah. It just for whatever reason, it really is just not resonating with people. You know. Yep. So, we'll see. Uh, yeah. It could come out. It could surprise us. It could be. Yeah. It could be We're sitting amazing. on a classic. You know. <laughs> All right. So fi- finding Dory. <laughs> Citizen Kane of, um, Finding Dory. I really enjoyed Finding Dory. Actually, I I was questioning it a bit just because I'm always a bit skeptical when it comes to sequels, and I think Pixar has in the past done really amazing films, but I think they've had a few missteps and kind of a few misfires, especially like with the car series. Um, you know, the second one was really bad and you know, they're doing a third or they already came out with the third amount. It's coming out. It's coming out. Yeah. So uh, the whole sequel latest thing can be the death sometimes of certain stuff. Um, so I came into it sort of very unsure, but I really felt like they hit it home. I feel like they, they had really good points that, sort of continued on with storylines, but they didn't spend too much time sort of regurgitating stuff. They moved the characters forward. They had new, funnier, not funnier, but really funny characters. Right. Um, Dory, the baby Dory fish was like the cutest thing ever. Which, Broke the internet. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I thought they just did a really great job with it. Some really funny stuff in there. Yeah, Finding Dory was really good. I um, I remember seeing Finding Nemo. I, I liked it, but I don't remember just gushing about it. I remember liking it. Yeah. Uh, just you know, it's a good movie. Okay, yeah. um, saw Finding Dory. Didn't really have a lot of expectations. Usually, when you have a movie based off of something else, that's like a side character, almost like a spinoff. Right. You know, right? Uh, it could fall into that trap of uh, kind of how I felt like Minions was. <laughs> not, uh, you know, not fair, yeah. not like Despicable Me, but it was like yeah, it was just you know not good. Anyway, yeah. Um, Finding Dory. Yeah, it was. All the characters were great. It had s- such a great ensemble cast of people that you were you were rooting for Dory. You liked her. She wasn't over the top annoying, like forgetting everything. And they yeah. did it really well. The writing was fantastic. But um, yeah, all the other characters made it really, really enjoyable, mm-hmm. fun. It wasn't amazing in my book, but I really, really liked it. Yeah. My one disappointment, I don't want to spoil anything, but just Bruce, man. <laughs> Where was Bruce? I wanted Bruce. Bruce wasn't there. Bruce the shock. I don't know. Yeah. So, by the way, if you're uh, just tuning in, this is uh, Bobby Brewer doing Quinny today uh, here on AM 1360 KPXQ. And we're talking about movies and uh, have with me Joel Cunningham and also Matt Hay. And, Matt, you actually have a Facebook page devoted to movie reviews. Tell us a little bit about that. 
how can people track you down? Right. It's called The Real Review. It's on Facebook. Um, talk about movies, other assorted awesomeness. And, yeah. the, and the Real Review as in R-E-E. R-E-E-L, yeah. All right. Play on words. Get it? <laughs> yeah, I like nice. it. I like it. All right. Well, hey, we have uh, one final segment that you don't want to miss. Hope you're staying cool out there. Don't go away. Watch those traffic lights. This is Bobby Brewer. You're listening to Koinea here on AM 1360 KPXQ. We'll be right back after this break. Thanks for hanging out with us today here on Koinea. Be sure to tune in on Monday through Fridays right here on AM 1360 KPXQ, 2 to 3 p.m. with Tom Brown. And uh, I want to thank Tom for letting me uh, come in and uh, whatever, come out of the bullpen, help the brother <laughs> out. So Tom Brown has always been a blessing to me. And so, uh, Tom, it's great to fill in for you. But he, he will be back. So uh, is there going to be a Godzilla 2? Yes. Yes. Really? Yep. Awesome. So 2018, Godzilla. I think. I think something yeah. like that. It sounds right. Godzilla same, versus same. Mechagodzilla, or what, what's the enemy? <laughs> Mothra, <laughs> hopefully. They're setting it up for uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be crazy. Awesome. All right. Well, very cool. Tell us crazy. in uh, less than a minute, tell us about Jungle Book. Jungle Book. The new one is great. Disney's been on a roll with these uh, live action adaptations they've been doing. Um, Cinderella was good. Um, but, you yeah, know, the Jungle Book was really good. It was. Uh, well acted, you you felt for the characters, and I wouldn't be surprised if this you know slowly becomes the definitive version for mm. kids for gener- generations. You know, <laughs> it's pretty good. That's awesome. Very cool. I was out of the country, so I didn't get to see it yet, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing it. And especially based upon Matt's recommendation, I uh, really will check it out. Yeah, thank you. Well, again, I want to encourage you to check out Real Review. Yeah, the Real Review. The Real yeah. Review with Matt Hay. So thank, thank you so much for being with us today, and. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Matt also serves as uh, a worship leader uh, here in the Valley Hillsong Phoenix, so be sure to check that out if you're likewise looking for a church if you haven't found a place yet. Joel, uh, got a new hmm? movie coming out, new script coming out. Uh, you're, yeah. You're gonna, more commercials, man. Lots happening. <laughs> yeah, it's so, going to be interesting the yeah. next couple months. Yeah, so hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Again, this is uh, Bobby Brewer, and don't forget to check out Freak Show on Sundays at 3 o'clock. If you haven't found a church yet, I would encourage you to check out North Chapel on Fountain Hills. We meet on Sundays at 9.30 or check out Hillsong as well. So it's a lot of great churches here in Phoenix and we're very blessed by that. Hope you guys have a great day and uh, peace in the Middle East. It's Bobby Brewer signing out AM 1360 KPXQ for Koinea.